Allah whose rays did reach and touch upon all corners of this globe. Allah whose rays did reach and touch upon all corners of this globe. You are the light that's in our hearts, Habibi Ya Rasulullah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is very important question. Again, in connection of uh, understanding the relationship between Tawheed and Risala. Some of our brothers asked that Almighty Allah has declared Himself to be Rauf and Rahim, the most compassionate and ever merciful. And the same attributes have been mentioned for Holy Prophet also in Holy Quran. So the difference between the two. Let me explain. This is not only the matter of one attribute, Rauf or Rahim. Anybody wants to read this subject, this particular question in detail, I would refer my book, Kitab al-Tawheed, this book is in two volumes, Kitab al-Tawheed. This is volume one. And volume one, this is a full chapter which starts from page 488. 488. Almighty Allah has two kinds of attributes. One kind of attribute is known as khassa. Attributes are sifat of Almighty Allah. Or Holy Prophet sifat, these are known as sifat, attributes. Then there is another category of attributes which is known as khassa. These are exclusive attributes. Some attributes of Almighty Allah has been declared to be in Sharia, has been declared to be exclusive attributes. For example, you say Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. His name, Allah, this is his exclusive name. Rabbul Alameen is his exclusive attribute. Now you come to next two attributes, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Ar-Rahman is exclusive attribute, but not Ar-Rahim. Ar-Rahim, ever merciful, and Ar-Rahman, the most magnificent. Ar-Rahman is an exclusive attribute of Almighty Allah. Ar-Rahim is a common attribute. Maliki Yawmiddin is an exclusive attribute. He is Ilah. 
deity who is entitled to worship is an exclusive attribute. But Hadi, as I told, is a general attribute. So first of all, we have to differentiate between exclusive attributes and general attributes. Those attributes of Almighty Allah, which are exclusive, they cannot be shared by His creature, by the khalq, whether prophets and messengers, or the saints, or other people among His creation. The exclusive means these are just reserved and confined to Almighty Allah for His Lordship and His first Godship. And there are many other general attributes of Almighty Allah, including Ar-Ra'uf, Ar-Rahim. Many other. Which Islam has not declared to be exclusive for Allah. So those who are not khasa, exclusive, they can be shared by his khalq. Now the question arises, what does it mean, sharing? So this is not a shirk. Almighty Allah bestows the same attribute to his makhluk, to his anbiya, to his rusul, messengers, to his prophets, to his creatures, to his angels, even to his human beings created by him. And they demonstrate on his behalf those attributes. They, they demonstrate on his behalf. For example, Almighty Allah is As-Sami Al-Basir. It comes in Holy Quran. As-Sami Al-Basir. These are the attributes of his hearing and seeing. But at the same time, these both attributes, Sami and Basir, they have been used, these words have been used for human beings. Fajalnahu Sami Ambasira. Speaking, discussing the matter of the uterus and the when plantation takes place, an embryo comes into existence and then fetus come into existence. So at embryonic stage, step by step when organs are created and finally the organs of ears and internal and external ears and then eyes, when these organs are created, so Almighty Allah says, then gradually we make the man Sami Ambasira. And in Quran he says, Innahu huwas Sami Al-Basir. So that's why we have to understand what is shirk and what is not? Commonly people, they misunderstand anything which is commonly used for Almighty Allah and His Prophet without differentiating between the exclusive attributes and common general attributes. The people say this is shirk, this is shirk. This is totally wrong. There are lot many attributes which Almighty Allah has given to His creation. And the difference between the two would be when he has the attribute, he owns on his own. He is the owner of that attribute. 
and he has not been conferred by somebody else and that is limitless and endless when he confers the same attribute to prophets and messengers and to human beings then these are conferred by him and bestowed by him with certain limitations so he is the giver and if he wants he can take them back they are not the owners of these attributes owner is the creator they he is the bestower and he bestows and he grants these attributes to prophets and messengers to raise their position and to make them to demonstrate for his mercies and his things for example al hidayah guidance like a rope for rahim almighty allah has make it common he says yahdi man yasha almighty allah provides the guidance and he said for his holy prophet inna ka la tahdi ila sirat mustaqim you also guide the people to the right path then the same word izza glory this attribute allah says innal izz fa innal izzata lillahi jamia the whole glory rests in almighty allah rests with almighty allah the glory but at the same place he said walillahi alizzatu wali rasulihi and the izza the glory is possessed by allah and his messenger this is a common attribute is being shared and sharing means that when he is when glory belongs to him it means he is the owner exclusive owner of the glory and nobody has conferred on him and that his glory has no limits no beginning and no end but when he confers the al-izza glory to his prophets and to his messenger it means he has conferred on to them and he has blessed them with this glory and definitely there must be a limit from beginning and to end maybe the most expansion would be the biggest expansion in the whole world but as compared to the attribute of almighty allah it would be limited in the same way quran says himself al-haq almighty allah is al-haq inna allah huwa al-haq and he says to holy prophet anna ar-rasul haqqun and rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam is also haq the true the manifest then allah says for himself he is al-mubin anna allah huwa al-haqqul mubin and he says for holy prophet kul inni ana nadhirul mubin qad ja'akum rasulun mubin the true and manifest messenger has come to you in the same way almighty allah himself he says allahu nurus samawati wal ard nur and for his prophet he says qad ja'akum min allah nurun wa kitabun mubin nur has come to you so when he refers the attribute nur rauf rahim rahmat hidayah to himself it means he is the creator and his attributes are not created they are qadim they are qadim no beginning no end and the attributes when he confers to the prophet or messenger they are hadis they are limited like the creatures and they are given by almighty allah so they are possessed by the prophets and messengers by allah's bestowing and blessing they are not owner by themselves 
ان دا سیم وے اللہ سیز ہمسیلف ہی از الکریم یو سی رب کریم ڈونٹ یو سی یا یوہل انسان ما غرکا بی رب کریم دا گریشیس لارڈ اینڈ ہی سیز فر ہولی پروفیٹ انہو لقول رسول کریم دیرس وائی یو رائٹ رسول کریم سیڈ دیس سو دیر آر آلمائیٹی اللہ سیز ہی از عظیم دا موسٹ گریٹ He says to Holy Prophet ﷺ, You have the most great virtues and morals. Allah says he is khabir, all aware. And he says to his, for his Prophet, So Almighty Allah is alim. alim. And he says for his Prophets and people, Alim. Almighty Allah says he is Wali, your friend and your master. And he says, for Holy Prophet, innama waliyukumullahu wa rasooluhu. Your friend and your master is Allah and his messenger. So Holy Prophet is also our master. Some people think that you can't say, if they deny it, this is denial of Quran. Allah says, Allah is your master and his prophet and his messenger. So, these are in holy, in Almighty Allah is Hamid and Mahmud. Mahmud. And he says, Yab asuka rabbuka maqamam mahmuda. Holy Prophet's place would be maqamam mahmud on the day of judgment. So, there are about 27 attributes which I have mentioned in some of my books. And these are in the, my book, Kitab al-Tawheed also, where Almighty Allah, the same names, attributive names, which Almighty Allah has mentioned about His person, attributive names, the same attributive names have been mentioned for the Holy Prophet and the Holy Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is how we differentiate. When attribute comes in the reference of Allah, that is Qadeem. which has no beginning, which they were never created, they were never come to end, there is no limit, and he is the owner. When they are mentioned in case of the prophets, messengers, even the angels and human beings, it means they were given according to their stature, their need, their status, and they are created, they have limits, and they are being demonstrated, these attributes, by the people from Almighty Allah, because Almighty Allah has conferred these things onto them. The next question for our noble sheikh uh, says, uh, can we stand up for ta'zim uh, and connected to that, what is the concept of celebration in the light of Quran and Sunnah? So, can we stand for ta'zim? Yes, 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 yes. I will again give you the brief answer, but I would like to refer one of my books on this subject. This is again my book, Kitab al-Tawheed. And I'm quoting the second volume of my book, Kitab al-Tawheed. The full chapter in it is page 41. Ta'zim, the standing for ta'zim. You have to keep in your mind that first of all, this is doing ta'zim in general. Ta'zim means to respect. to revere, to honor. This is an act of respect, act of honoring, act of reverence. Itself 
for anbiya for rusul for awliya for blessed places for parents for shuyukh tazim in general is fard this is compulsory not only allowed this is compulsory in islam some people by mistake misunderstand the concept of tazim and they mix it with concept of ibada so you have to clearly differentiate between worship and reverence tazim is not ibada ibada is just for allah and tazim is for everybody except allah you have to keep in your mind ibada is the right exclusive right for allah reserved for allah and tazim is a right for everybody except allah because the highest grade of tazim where tazim converts into ibada that is for almighty allah iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in and right from alhamdulillah you will never find a single quranic verse where it is stated that we do tazim for you o almighty allah wherever in quran tazim is mentioned tazim is mentioned for the creations for example stated wa may yu'azzim sha'ir allah fa innaha min taqwal qulub those who perform tazim for the mountains of safa and marwa they are in fact performing the taqwa of their hearts so you are doing tazim of the mountains as safa and al marwa those who perform tazim of sha'irul allah's signs what are the allah's signs quran says inna safa wal marwata min sha'irillah safa and marwa these two mountains these are sha'irul allah's signs and quran says wa may yu'azzim sha'ir allah fa inna min taqwal qulub so doing tazim performing tazim for sha'irullah with the safa and marwa this is allah's taqwa so tazim is permitted even up to the extent of mountains you can do tazim of kaaba you have to do you have to do tazim of the whole of city of makkah the trees of makkah and madina the street of madina the walls of madina the bricks of madina you can't do uh, any uh, act which is permissible otherwise but that is not permissible in haram makkah and madina that's why you say it haram that the halal things becomes haram in makkah and madina the prey the fight all these things are related to tazim and there are many other for example lowering down your voice for holy prophet this is tazim la tarfa waswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi this is tazim so these are various forms of tazim another form of tazim which quran mentions is to take your shoes off for some blessed and respectable or from blessed place in quran when musa alaihi salam wanted was called and he went near to rasaina he said ya musa fakhla na alayk innaka bilwadil muqaddas tuwa you have come in the holy valley 
where the light of Almighty Allah was illuminating. So since you are coming to near to his proximity, take your shoes off. So this is again a form, a demonstration, a format of performing tazim. In the same way, as I mentioned in various forms, standing for somebody is also a form of tazim. Standing for somebody. Some people say, but no, standing for someone in tazim is shirk because standing is for Almighty Allah. So this is totally a nonsense to say. Why standing is for Allah? Where did he say just standing is just only for me? If you mean by mean the qiyam of the salat, qiyam, standing is for Allah. If the standing is for Allah, to who is sitting for? When you sit in tashahud, whom you are sitting for? It means while qiyam you are standing for Allah and in tashahud at-tahiyyatu lillahi wa salawat, whom you are sitting for? Their sitting is also for Allah because the whole sum of prayer is for Allah. The whole prayer is for Allah. If you pick the portions of prayer and say the standing is for Allah, then sitting is also for Allah. So the question is then if, if standing is prohibited, so sitting is also prohibited. If standing is prohibited, then sitting is also prohibited. So if those who do tazim while standing, if they are doing wrong, so those who don't want to stand, they want to keep sitting, they are also performing the same sin. Because the prayer consists of two conditions. Qiyam is standing and Qud, Tashahud is in sitting. So sitting is as well as sitting and Qiyam, both are for Almighty Allah and prostrating, these are also for Allah. So they, that becomes shirk only if you stand with the niyyah of ibadah. Keep in your mind. If you stand up for someone with the niyyah of ibadah, this is known as qiyamal ibadah. That my standing of worship is for someone. If you make this niyyah intention, it is kufr. In the same way, you can do the same niyyah while sitting. I am sitting here for ibadah. Lot many people, the Buddhist, go to the temples of Buddhist and Hindus, they perform their worship while sitting. They sit in front of uh, idols and statues. They don't stand normally. They sit in front of statues and they do everything while sitting. So some people worship while sitting, some people worship while standing. So sitting or standing does not make any difference. Difference is the niyyah. If you sit or stand with the niyyah of worshipping, with the niyyah of worshipping, it becomes prohibited. Kufr. And if you stand for anyone or sit for anyone, without niyyah of worship, just for tazim. Tazim, I told already, tazim is for the people, for your parents, for your teachers, for your shuyukh. For other people, if you stand for them or sit for them, for example, so it is always permissible. This is act of tazim and not act of ibadah. And Quran says, now I told you two sittings, standing and sitting. Now come, what about lying down? When you lie down, 
Quran at one place mentions lie down is also for Allah. Now take away your beds from your houses. Quran says, Allazina yazkurun Allah qiyaman wa qu'udan wa ala junubihim. Those who remember Almighty Allah while standing and sitting and lying down on your beds. So what will you say? Here all the three conditions have been reserved for Allah. Standing, sitting and lie down. So what does it mean? If you lie down on your bed with your children, with your family, just on your own, is it a sin and kufr and shirk? You are, why does your lying down, why it does not become shirk? It is niya. You are lying down for rest, for sleep. So that is the sleep which differentiated your position, stature of lying down from lying down of worshipping. And if you are ill and if you are ill, you can't get up, stand up, you can pray lying down on your bed or not. So even lying down on your bed can also be a state of praying. So what is the main decisive thing, factor? Decisive factor is your niyyah. Innam al-amalu bin-niyyad. If you have the niyyah of worship, you, if you are doing any act while lying down, it will also become kufr. There is no difference between standing and sitting and lying down or even walking. So the tazim, standing for tazim is sunnah. The last thing, standing for tazim is sunnah. Holy Prophet wasallam used him, he make it sunnah. It is in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim, muttafaq alayh. When Holy Prophet wasallam used to come, there are seven kinds of standing other than ibadah. One kind of standing is prohibited. Standing means for other people, not for God. Just one is prohibited and that is standing of worship. And seven kinds of standings are permissible. How many kinds? Seven. seven kinds of standings are permissible and they are established through Quran and Sunnah of Holy Prophet One is standing for reception. Standing for reception. A companion, it comes in Sahih Bukhari. Hadith Sahih. Hazrat Saad radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was head of his own tribe. He came, he was riding on some camel or whatever was there. When he came near the mosque, Holy Prophet ﷺ commanded order. The Ansar people sitting around him said, Kumu ila sayyidikum wa fi riwayatin kumu ila khayrikum. Go stand up to your leader, to your chief of your tribe. This is Sayyid Bukhari. So this is commandment of Holy Prophet If any elder, your sheikh, your head, your teacher, what to talk of the Prophet and Holy, the Messenger. When he comes, Holy Prophet said, You should stand up to him, for him. And the other, some people say, very interesting thing, very interesting. Some people misinterpret this hadith. This hadith is Sayyid Bukhari, Kitabul Maghazi, Number two, again, Bukhari quotes in second place, Sahih Bukhari, Kitabul Istezan, and he has, Imam Bukhari has fixed a chapter, full-fledged chapter, with the caption of standing in Sahih Bukhari. 
tubu ila sayyidikum this is the caption heading of the chapter which imam bukhari has brought in sahi bukhari then this hadith is muttafaq alay comes in sahi muslim kitabul jihad same hadith comes in sunan abi daud kitabul adab and imam abu daud has fixed a chapter with this caption babu ma jaa fil qiyam this is a chapter in standing books of hadith bring the chapter of standing what wrong has occurred to the people nowadays so some people miss wrongly interpret this hadith they say that sad was ill he was injured he was ill this is not in hadith this thing has never come in this is their interpretation they say that this was this may be the reason that he was ill and only prophet wanted his people to go there to help him coming down from the camel or coming down from the donkey whatever he was riding on this is one their their answer so let me explain sorry this is a very wrong answer it does not appeal to common sense if he was ill or he was injured so only prophet would have asked only one person or two go and help him coming down he is saying the whole company maybe 12 20 25 30 50 people go to him and stand up if anybody is ill 50 people are needed to go to bring him down or only one person or two to help him it doesn't make any sense he would have asked only one person oh mr you go and help him in bringing down and he would have said help him in coming down he neither used the word help nor did he order just single person or two persons to go he said kumu all of you should stand up for him this is bukhari muslim muttafaq alay i don't think any other thing has left after that if the standing is holy prophet's command for hazrat saad a companion when why he said khairukum he is your chief he is your head so what would be wrong if somebody stands up while saying salam on holy prophet just in the respect and reverence of his name and reverence of his mentioning and reverence of his zikr this is one second kind of standing is qiyam e muhabbat al qiyam ul muhabba standing for love holy prophet himself used to stand when sayyida fatima radhiyallahu ta'ala anha came to see her aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha says ummul mu'minin whenever sayyida fatima used to come to our house to see his father to her father holy prophet always used to stand up for her and not only standing he kissed her hands and she kissed him when holy prophet used to go to hazrat fatima to see her she used to stand up for him and she used to kiss his hands so standing for somebody is the sunnah of holy prophet and the companion and kissing the hands is sunnah even kissing the feet is sunnah kissing the feet it is imam bukhari has made a full chapter on kissing of feet in aladabul mufrad kissing of hands kissing of feet and standing all these modes then there is qiyamul farha standing for happiness and pleasure for example somebody your son he won the match he came first he brought the medal as soon as he enter for happiness you all of sudden you stand up come on my son this is known as standing of 
प्लेयर एंड एक्साइटमेंट दिस इज परमिसेबल स्टैंडिंग फॉर रिसेप्शन इज परमिसेबल स्टैंडिंग फॉर लव इज परमिसेबल स्टैंडिंग फॉर ताजीम कुमूला सैद कुम इज परमिसेबल स्टैंडिंग फॉर इकराम इंसान जस्ट रिस्पेक्ट ऑफ ह्यूमन बॉडी होली प्रॉफिट इट कम्स इन बुखारी मुस्लिम मुतफकल है वेन एवर होली प्रॉफिट सौ एनी डेड बॉडी फ्यूनरल ही यूज टू स्टैंड अप फॉर द फ्यूनरल इफ एनी फ्यूनरल पास इन फ्रंट ऑफ हिम ही ऑलवेज यूज टू स्टैंड अप इट इज इन सही बुखारी वंस ए कंपेनियन टोल्ड हिम सीक्रेटली या रसूल्ला ही इज ए जीव द डेड मैन द फ्यूनरल दिस पर्सन वॉज ए जीव दिन होली प्रॉफिट सेड You are telling me, you was he not a human being? This standing for respect and honor is for the human body, human being. So he used to stand for the funerals. What kind of ummah we are? We are objecting to standing for Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He used to stand for the Jews' funerals. This was his morality, his etiquettes. Then standing of zikr, remembrance. Just for zikr, you can stand for zikr. You stand for azan. You stand for salat and salam. You stand for azkar. So it is common. Then stand for salam. When you say salam, you stand up. Now the last thing is when it is stated in holy Quran, Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Almighty Allah. and all of his angels keep on sending salat and salam on prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is it clear these angels and all angels you, do you know the positions of angels there are some angels who keep on standing throughout their life they don't sit there are angels who always remain worshiping in sitting some angels always keep on prostrating so any angel whatever position he has he says salat and salam on holy prophet so those who are sitting they keep on saying durood and salam while sitting those who are standing they keep durood and salam while they are standing so sending durood and salam while standing is the sunnah of the angels and then the sunnah of 100000 companions saying salam on holy prophet while standing You know when Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away, there was no funeral prayer read on him. Do you know this thing? Now today, keep in your mind, there were no formal funeral prayer on him. I'm repeating the words again and again, because the funeral prayers are on the dead, and Holy Prophet was never dead. Just keep on your mind in hadith and sirah. Nobody can establish that a proper traditional funeral prayer, which we read on the on the dead people and dead body funeral, that funeral prayer was never read and prayed on Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why? Because the words of the funeral prayer are Allahu Maqfir li Hayyina wa Mayyitina. Forgive our alive and forgive our. dead and because the few the dead bodies in front of you you say the forgive him this dead and holy prophet was never the dead his spirit was 
separated from his body for a while and then it was returned to him. Then it was returned to him and he is still alive in his grave and he will remain alive till the day of judgment. That's why he listens our darood and salam and the angels place our darood and salam to him. So what did they say? No, there was no imam on the funeral prayer. There were no lines and the sufufs for funeral prayer. No traditional funeral prayer was done. What was done? Room was small. Hundred thousand, all thousands of companions. They enter from one door. Ten or twenty companions stood in front of Holy Prophet and read salam on Holy Prophet. Tazim. They did tazim. Just they did tazim and read salam and went away, passed away through the other door. Then another ten, twenty people entered the room. They did tazim, standing tazim, and they read salam and went out through other door. This is how three days took or two days. Thousands of the companion did tazim and read salam on Holy Prophet. You do the same tazim and same salam on Holy Prophet in the sunnah of the companions. I have given you just a few. There are hundreds of evidences in hadith on this subject. And the last thing, it comes in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. I told you last time, I think maybe in the first lecture or something like that, that azan is a call to prayer. Azan is a call to prayer. And you know what was ikama, the beginning, where, where this ikama started from? The ikama, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. And the people stood up. This ikama, ikama means standing, to make people stand. Ikama means to make people stand. So ikama was always for Holy Prophet. When Holy Prophet used to come out from his house, only then, Hazrat Balal used to start the Iqama. And as soon as they start Allahu Akbar, they came to know that Holy Prophet has come out. They used to stand up in his respect, in his tazim, in his respect, in his honor. So Iqama became the sunnah as tazim for Holy Prophet and standing for Holy Prophet. And the last thing always keep in your mind when Allah says, Sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Quran has never mentioned the posture. And Holy Prophet has never specified the posture, the position that you can read Salaam only while sitting or you can read Salaam only while standing. It is known Al-Mutlaqo Yajri Ala Itlaqihi Wal-Muqayyadu Yajri Ala Taqyidihi This is the usul, the principle of Sharia. If the commandment of Quran and Hadith is absolute, is absolute, when commandments are like that, then only then you can't make them qualify. You can't qualify them. If the commandment comes in itself as an, an a conditional or qualified commandment, you can't make it open, general, or absolute. So the order commandment, Sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Read Salat on Holy Prophet and read Salam on Holy Prophet. This is an absolute commandment. This is an absolute commandment. There is no specification of posture and position. There is no specification and condition of your posture that you have to read the Rood and Salam while sitting or while standing or this way or that way. So no person 
in the whole world has this sharia authority to qualify the commandment which has come out to us in the form of absolute so depends upon you if you want to do tazim stand and read salam this is according to sunnah permissible according to quran if anybody wants to read salat and salam while sitting he is not doing any sin he is not doing any let him read his heart is happy and excited to read salam while sitting let him do sitting you want to read durood and salam when you enter for example you stand up for your teacher the american stand up for obama <laughs> for bush don't they stand the british people they stand up for queen the whole world stand up for their elders for their presidents what kind of umma would be that they are not ready to stand up for the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam whereas it is permissible by quran and the sunnah of holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and always keep in the mind the people quote only two things when sometimes holy prophet prohibited people to standing he was a teacher his responsibility was to coach and teach everybody so wherever you find the one commandment of prohibiting then he dislike the people to stand this was a coaching for the person who is coming that the one who is entering he should not like for himself and he should not wish that people may stand for him this was a training for him the the prohibition means that the one who is coming he should not wish that people should stand for him if he wishes that people should stand for him this is a great sin and he is the one who is absolutely not entitled to be stood for the one who wishes this is arrogance so prohibition the hadith contain which contains prohibition they are only for to educate those people who are coming they should not wish that people should stand for them one thing and there is one hadith in which hazrat muawiya radiyallahu ta'ala no quotes in adabul mufrad imam bukhari says that once holy prophet came and we did not stand up that was a specific event holy prophet sometimes came twice or thrice in a meeting he was already sitting there he used to come for leading the prayer and he forgot anything went back when he went back people had already stood for him he went back at that time he used to say don't stand for me because they had already done their act of tazim if he went twice or thrice so that was a specific occasion when he said don't stand is he order don't stand so they are compelled to perform that order so it doesn't mean that this one incident would abrogate the whole sunnah of the life because the companions always used to stand even when he used to go back to his house in the end of the meeting it comes in hadith us sahih companions say that it was our practice throughout our life whenever holy prophet stood up all of us used to stand up and we used to keep standing till he entered his house and disappeared so that was the practice throughout the life one incident having a specific reason when he prohibited the i am coming again second time third time don't stand one specific conditional incident cannot repeal or abrogate the hadith and sunnah of the whole life that is perpetual i think i am clear and you are also clear on this subject no need inshallah further to ask this question again 
did the Prophet celebrate his birthday during his lifetime, then why should we do it now? Did the Sahabas uh, celebrate the birthday of the Prophet Why should we do Milad al This is a very important question. Inshallah, this will remove many misunderstandings. First of all, the question of celebration, which Sheikh uh, Faisal asked me in his first question that, what about the Tazim standing and celebration of Mawlid? Some people think that celebration itself has nothing to do with Deen of Islam. They are so narrow-minded that they say every kind of celebration is not in Islam. They make Islam a very dry kind of religion. So they, they ask their children, they can't celebrate their birthday, this is bidah. Celebrating birthday is not a bidah. Be, be free, be excited. I always celebrate birthday of my kids, my children, my grandchildren. Not my birthday. Of my kids, I celebrate. This is not absolute, it is not a bidah. People are confused on the concept of bidah. Maybe not this time, time is short. Next time, if you remind me, in next lecture, we will, in question-answer session, just if you put a question on bidah, I will try to explain what bidah is and what is the misconception on this aspect. In next time, we will take. Celebration is permissible and again, sunnah of Almighty Allah. More than 50% of deen of Islam is based on celebrations. I'm giving you the concept of celebration. More than 50% of deen of Islam, our sha'ir and ibadat, they are celebrations. Let me start from very easy subject. Come to Hajj. The whole of Hajj is celebration. The whole of Hajj is there is a house known as Kaaba. You make seven circles around it, a tawaf. Whether you read anything or not, it is not compulsorily required from Sharia. If you can't read anything even, you just keep silent. You keep on reading Darud, you keep on reading Istighfar, you keep on reading Allah, Allah, you keep on reading Surah Fatiha or whatever you can recite. No condition. Even you don't recite anything. You have five circles against the Kaaba. This is your tawaf. So what kind of ibadah is this? The Allah who has already disconnected you with stones. The stones were thrown away from deen. He is asking you to have seven circles against the house built with stones. What is this? This is celebration of the practice of Sayyidina Adam and Ibrahim alayhi salam. He, he did this. You take your dress off. What is this kind of worship? Why necessarily? Why Allah requires you to change your dress? And become naked head. And put two chadars on your body. Why? What is the requirement of Allah? Is it any requirement of Allah? Is this his necessity? Or is this a condition for the worship? You don't worship, you day five times a pray. Why there you are supposed to remove the normal casual dress and come in this dress? This is celebration of the dress of Sayyidina Ibrahim. You go on the ninth of Arafah. 
in Arafat. That is your Hajj. You are not necessarily required to perform any prayer if there is no khutbah, if there is no nafl, no prayer, for example, extra other than the five times prayer. You just, you have to be present there on 9th of Arafah in that place. Just your presence on that specific place is Hajj. Why there? And not in Brampton. You go to Makkah. Why don't you, you want to prefer, I will stay on 9th of Arafah in the Haram of Kaaba. Haram of Kaaba is lesser than Arafat. You prefer, I will stay in Haram of Kaaba. You are not performing Hajj. For Hajj, you have to be in Arafah. Why? This is celebration of meeting of Hazrat Adam and Habba radiallahu ta'ala. They met on this day at this place. Their meeting when they were separated, when they were coming down. So since this was a meeting, place, the whole ummah till the day of judgment is celebrating their meeting. Nothing else. Then you come in Mina, you take pebbles, and for three days you hit the shaitan stone. Is there shaitan present today? Is shaitan coming there to see, don't do this, don't do this, run away from here? As he did for Sayyidina Ismail al-Islam. No, nothing. Neither shaitan is there, nor you are in danger. Why? The, these are the pillars of stones. Why you are hitting and throwing the pebbles to that? This is just a celebration of the act of Sayyidina Ismail. Then you do sacrifice. What is sacrifice on that day? You want, no, I will do one day earlier. If you do the same sacrifice on 9th of Zilhijjah in Arafat, would that sacrifice be accepted? No. Sacrifice, same animal for Almighty Allah, the same person. Why is not accepted? And why just on that specific day? Because you are celebrating the act of Ibrahim and Ismail alayhi salam. Whole Hajj. Then you come to Kaaba and you start running between two mountains, Safa and Marwa. Is this any worship? Yes. 